Dealing with a narcissist is painful, chaotic, dramatic, traumatic and exhausting in general. But when you are dealing with an extremely volatile, vulnerable type of a covert narcissist, this exhaustion crosses its every level imaginable. Why? Because every single second is spent in trying to contain their emotional volatility. You have to make sure they are seen as the biggest victim they see themselves as. They are seen as a martyr and everyone is catering to their needs. This becomes even more complicated and difficult to deal with when it's your parent who has got this kind of narcissistic personality style and you are their child. Because one, you do not have the capacity to tolerate the emotional distress caused by their trauma. Two, you do not have the capability to see through them, to see them for who they are. So you stay stuck and carry all of the trauma into your adulthood. For these very reasons, it's more important than ever to talk about this kind of narcissistic personality style, how it manifests itself, how it impacts you and what are its signs. Hi, I'm Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. In this episode, we will learn about five signs of an extremely volatile, vulnerable, covert narcissistic parent. If that sounds interesting and if you had a parent like that, make sure to subscribe and help spread the awareness. Before we begin, I have a question for you. What kind of a narcissist was your parent? Were they overt, covert, mixed or hybrid? Drop your answers in the comments below and help other survivors feel less isolated in their experiences. Without further ado, let's get started with number one. He or she has to be the eternal king or queen of absolute victimhood. There is no bigger pain than their pain. There is no bigger suffering than their suffering. Everything bad in the world has happened to them. They are the victim of their circumstances. Nobody has ever provided them any comfort. They have been wronged and betrayed by every single person they have met, including you. And they want everyone to feel sorry for them. This victimhood crosses all its levels to the point of absurdity and embarrassment. They bring in a lot of shame and it's so painful. It's so exhausting to be around them when there are other people around present in the same environment. An example of this could be you sitting with them with a bunch of other people and they would start crying, wailing, sobbing without any reason to do so. And they would start talking about their uh, victim self and how their children have abandoned them, how their spouse is treating them, how messy their childhood was with only one purpose and that is to hunt on other people's sympathy and empathy and then to turn them against you so that they could isolate you further. They are predatory in the sense that they do not care if the other person has the emotional capacity to offer that embrace, to offer that compassion. No, they just go for it and they are entitled to get it. They want you to offer that comfort. They want you to see them as the victim. They want you to put them on the pedestal and feel pity for them. You have to pick them up as if they were a three-year-old child stuck in an adult's body and you have to offer that comfort no matter what you are yourself going through. Talking about this in the context of narcissistic parenting, let me take you back all the way back to your childhood and let's look at those memories. Let's look at those experiences where you were parentified, the roles were reversed. You became the adult, you had to offer the embrace, you had to offer the compassion, you had to take care of their emotions, you had to become the parent and they became the child. Your life's purpose was reduced to their well-being. You had to make sure they were feeling okay. You had to protect them. You had to keep them safe. And 
in the process of doing so, you lost yourself, you lost your childhood. As a child, you do not have the capacity to do so. You do not have the ability to protect an adult. You do not have the resources. But you had to grow up really quickly, which meant sacrificing your true self, sacrificing your emotions, sacrificing your authenticity, and becoming their caretaker. That is such a huge burden to carry. They didn't even think twice before putting that burden on your shoulders. They felt justified in making you the emotional regulator. Why? Because in their entitled delusional thinking, you were created for only one purpose and that is to praise them, to put them on the pedestal, to listen to them, to give them what they want without any resistance, to become their extension. That is how they see you. You are a thing with a purpose in their life, nothing more than that. Your emotions do not matter. Your feelings do not matter. How you are coping, it does not matter. If you have the capacity to do what is expected from you, it does not matter. There are no questions asked at all. They need what they want and they get it no matter what happens to the other person. Number two, they're the biggest enabler. They say a lot about the other person, the other narcissist in their life, the one who is causing them harm. And they would do it behind their back. They would never take a stand. They would make you the pawn to play through. They would fill you with rage. They would fill you with anger. They would provoke you to take some action against this person. But when you take that action, when you try to stand against the other person, when you try to create a boundary, when you try to protect this covert vulnerable narcissist, what do you get? Absolute and total betrayal. You are berated for being an outcast, being a rebel, being disobedient or whatever they may call you for taking a stand and they would act as if they never asked you to do so, as if they were content and they were satisfied with how they were being treated by this other person and they never wanted you to intervene. And you would feel shattered because that is the biggest betrayal. You would feel so isolated and you would feel you have no one. You have no one to rely on. You would feel wasted because the person that you sacrificed so much for is just abandoning you like that. Talking about this in the context of my personal experiences, my mother is extremely volatile covert narcissist and my father is a malignant narcissist. So my mother would talk a lot about my father behind his back, would wish his death, would say a lot. But as I grew up and when I started taking a stand against him and when I started protecting her, guess what happened? Instead of supporting me, instead of encouraging me to do that in a healthy way or telling me I'm there for you, you did the right thing, I'm proud of you, thank you or whatsoever, what she did was she berated me for taking a stand against him because I was a disobedient child. I was a disgrace to the family and I, how could I ever do that because after all he was my father and then I was forced to ask for forgiveness. That was an absolute and total betrayal. It, it killed my self-respect. I felt so alone in my experience because the person who I thought was my world betrayed me and left me in the middle of nowhere, abandoned, and I couldn't make sense of what happened to me or what I was supposed to do. So they enable their abusers. They enable the people who are hurting them and never take any action even when they can even when they have the liberty and the choice to do so number three they are a history revisionist big time 
every and any time you bring up how they are impacting you or how they shouldn't have said or done something or you try to hold them accountable or you try to make them reflect upon their actions and take responsibility instead of taking that in and saying, okay, I see that where you're coming from. What do they do? Throw a tantrum, a whole chaotic situation, a dramatic situation is created and they revise every single part of the history. Say, I have sacrificed my life for you. This is what I got to hear. I have sacrificed my youth for you and this is what I get. I thought you were different than your father, but you're the same thing. I was alone and I am alone and I will be alone forever. Curse me. I wasted my life. I'm such a dumb ass. I'm such a dumb fool. I wasted my life on children like you or on a son like you. I should have left early. Why would I do that? Why did I do that? And so on. Every single part of the history is revised to make you feel guilty and to shame you and terribly do that. This is where the toxic shame comes from in um, trauma survivors like you and me. We were shamed for no fault of ours and then the whole history is revised again and again every single time so what happens there is you are manipulated in a very covert way because this history revision is mixed with a lot of sobbing a lot of wailing a lot of crying a lot of victimhood and the focus from the original topic is shifted to this wailing and crying and their victimhood and then you start consoling them you start offering that support you say sorry you apologize you feel so bad for hurting them when it is this person who is literally killing you for not holding any space for your emotions for invalidating you right away and clearly telling you you are no one to speak the only person that gets to speak or that gets to show emotions is me yours do not matter at all number four they are the biggest martyr they have to exaggerate the things they have done for you I mean if it is giving you birth I mean giving a child birth is a natural thing you can't keep the child in your womb and then expect it to grow there it has to come out you're not doing a favor to your child by giving it birth and you made a choice a conscious choice to get pregnant stay pregnant and carry this pregnancy throughout how is it your child's fault how could you burden them them by saying I gave you birth I brought you here you chose that the child didn't ask you to do that so he, he or she is the biggest martyr they would count the years they have wasted on you they would count the money they have wasted on you they would talk about the relationships they have left for you every single thing that they have ever done for you would be counted it's like they keep a list of things in their mind and then whenever the need is they pull it out and then they berate you, they guilt you, they throw it in your face and make you feel pathetic. Such a bad, you're such a bad child or such a bad person for even having the issue at the first place. How could you do that when this person has literally moved the world for you, has turned the world around for you, has brought sky and the earth together for you? How could you even complain against such a great mother or such a great father or a partner? How ungrateful of you. To be honest, they haven't even done the bare minimum. Healthy parents, healthy sane parents do a lot for their children because they know it is what they're supposed to do. They chose to give birth to the child so they have responsibilities and it's not the child's fault. It's their choice and now they are doing what is 
their responsibility. But not even the bare minimum, the basic things such as cleaning you, clothing you, feeding you, paying for your school or college, it is exaggerated. It is made bigger than what it actually is. And there is this expectation now that I have done this for you you owe me your life you can never say no I am the biggest sacrificer ever and I have sacrificed everything that I had and now you're supposed to sacrifice your relationships your money you have to give me what I want you can never be separate from me you were created for this purpose so better do what i tell you to do don't think don't have a mind don't have a voice don't have any thoughts do not have any beliefs separate from me do what you're told it is quite transactional with such a parent there is no agency at all there is no individualization at all you are seen as a piece of furniture that they use for sitting that they use for the different purposes number five and the last one they live off of your fog fear obligation and guilt the narcissistic parent especially this covert vulnerable narcissistic parent is very volatile as described earlier they control you through the fear of abandonment you do not know when they're going to leave you you do not know when you are going to experience that separation and if you have the other parent who is also a narcissist then you do not know who to rely on at least there is some emotional communication even if it is unhealthy it's happening between you and this covert narcissist with the other parent there is no safety at all so if this parent leaves you if this person leaves you you do not have anywhere to go imagine how dangerous that would be perceived by a three-year-old a three-year-old does not know how to navigate the world alone they do not have the capability yet so they have to depend on someone in this case their parent every single time they are threatened with the fear of abandonment they are petrified they are terrorized and they leave their life behind in order to make sure they are not abandoned they are not left behind and to make sure the mother or the father stays and doesn't abandon them and this fear of abandonment goes on and on you grow up with this and even in, as an adult you have that a strong sense of it in the other relationships you do everything way and beyond to make sure your partner doesn't leave you you hold them you hold their attention and that is where the codependent trauma patterns got developed and that is how you keep repeating them a sense of obligation i'm your mother i created you i gave you birth you owe me your life you owe me everything that you have you can never say no you can never have a boundary we have no space between us you can you have to share everything with me there is no privacy there is no concept of individualization you were created for that and you have to be that a sense of obligation is deeply instilled in you and even when they are not physically there and you are an adult 30 40 year old you still feel obliged towards them you still feel like you have to take care of their emotions you still feel like it's your responsibility to make them happy to bring enjoy into their life to make them feel better you still feel it's your responsibility to carry them around as if they were this 3 year old this parentification dynamic between you and them continues and even becomes even more complicated later in the adulthood as they grow old and weaker and your responsibilities increase and no matter how much you want you cannot seem to get rid of this obligation 
or them because they're after you. They can't let go of the control they have on you. They would go to any limits to maintain and retain it. And the last one is guilt, which goes hand in hand with the sense of obligation. If you feel a sense of obligation, you definitely would feel a lot of guilt if you do not do what your obligation says you should do. They do what I call guilt shaming. They make you feel like a burden. They make you feel like you are this horrible thing that happened to the narcissistic parent and now they're supposed to take care of you. This guilt is elicited whenever you do opposite to what they want you to do. You separate from them or you do not give them the attention. You do not give them the emotional supply that they seek from you, which makes it again extremely, extremely exhausting and turbulent. Think of constantly providing this emotional supply to an adult who can do that on their own and think how draining it would be for yourself, how big of a strain it would bring onto your relationships, how turbulent everything else would be because all of your energy, all of your focus is going to this narcissistic parent who cannot survive on their own. So fear, obligation, guilt, fog is what they use to control you and how they keep you stuck. If you find this fog in yourself, fear, obligation and guilt, you have to release all three of them because they are not the burden for you to carry. You shouldn't be feeling that way. They're an adult. They can take care of their needs. They can take care of themselves and your responsibility is only your emotional well-being. With that, let's bring this episode to an end and I'll talk with you in the next one. Until then, let the healing begin.